Welcome to Polycast. I'm your host, Davey Drones, and on this show, I explore the lives of Cal Poly students, faculty, and alumni who share their stories and experiences. My guest today is David Bartolomucci, who shares his startup story behind Rupairs. David describes the background of the company, all that he has utilized at Cal Poly, and what he has learned along the way. I really enjoyed talking with him, so here we go again with another episode of Polycast. David, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you for having me. I appreciate it. Dude, this is awesome. So let's just kind of get right into it. Give us a little background about Rupairs and what's going on there. Yeah, sure. So it all started probably about a year and a half ago. Uh, my brother uh, was out in Italy. He mm-hmm. moved there. He went to school in Valparaiso, Indiana, Okay. playing baseball. Wasn't really enjoying it and kind of wanted to do something different with his life. So he moved out to Italy uh, and decided to finish his degree. So while my brother was out there, he got recruited uh, while in his entrepreneurship program to do a uh, like a startup. And this startup was called Mr. Fix. And what it did was it was pretty much the Angie's List home advisor, but for mm-hmm. the Italian market. Uh, and with Italy, they're a lot more behind with technology than in America, in the U.S. So what happened was they pretty much were taking an opportunity that had already been uh, done in the U.S. and brought it to Italy. And uh, it worked well, but he wasn't really connecting with his team very much. And uh, there was kind of some team issues. And my dad came out to Italy one time to visit him, and they were going to see our parents, because, uh, or excuse me, our relatives over in Pescara. It's on the Adriatic Sea. Okay. Uh, they were taking the train over there, and my dad looked at my brother and said, hey, you know, Ray, what you're doing is great, but what you should do is come back to America and do this for the restaurant industry. Connect mm-hmm. restaurant owners with service providers because that's where they need it most. And just to kind of give you a little background on, on why he brought that up, my dad's been in the restaurant industry for over 50 years. He went to uh, Cal Poly Pomona, actually, not okay. Cal Poly <laughs> Slow, so we always battle with that. Right. But um, he went there, studied restaurant management and hotel management, and got out, started his first restaurant uh, in San Leandro, and opened eight restaurants since. Uh, so, you know, with that, my brother and I grew up in the industry. We worked mm-hmm. as servers, managers, cashiers, you know, dishwashers. And what kind of restaurant? Like Italian uh, restaurant? Italian, yeah. yeah. Italian. So that's pretty much what my childhood was. I started working when I was a kid and, you know, loved it, loved the industry, um, have a lot of passion for it. Mm-hmm. But we still, with that, there's so much wrong with it and we can see it like day in and day out because we're in it every day Mm -hmm. Uh, and one of those problems was when restaurant owners have problems with their equipment or with their facilities Mm -hmm. finding someone to fix their equipment is not always the easiest job because usually it happens on a Thursday Friday Saturday night when your restaurant's the busiest Mm -hmm. and when something breaks down everything stops (laughs) like freezes you know it's crazy because these customers are coming into your restaurant you know, maybe for their anniversary or for their one night out and you have to go to their table and tell them that you can't serve them because your oven's down or the HVAC isn't working and for HVAC is the air conditioning in the restaurant. And when you have to have your customers suffering in the heat, uh, you know, because there's no air conditioning or if the plumbing's backed up, 
you know, restaurants have to shut down. And on average, restaurants can lose, you know, $10,000 in sales a night mm -hmm. just from closing down the restaurant. Mm -hmm. And a lot of these things, you know, your average consumer don't truly understand. They mm -hmm. kind of go to the restaurant, expect to get their food and leave. Yeah, don't really see the whole what goes into putting the meal on the table. Exactly. There's a lot that goes on behind the scenes to mm -hmm. make sure that everyone's satisfied and the equipment is, the facility is, you know, one of the most important pieces of a restaurant. So keeping those maintained is what our goal is. Mm -hmm. um, so when my dad, going back to my dad's story, uh, pretty much said, you know, Ray, you need to come back to America and you need to help the restaurant industry. So came back and my brother recruited me. He said, hey, David, you know, I want this to be a family business. I want to start this with you. Um, my dad was in it as well. So we all And where were up. you at this point? Were you already at Cal Yeah, Bar? I was okay. a... Um, a beginning of my third year okay. uh, and or excuse me it was the summer going into my third year and my brother and I were sitting we have a shed in the back of our house mm -hmm. and the whole summer we would just sit in the back and just jot notes just think ideas mm -hmm. what can we do what's the business plan and neither of us really knew exactly what we wanted we knew what the goal was you know we wanted to help restaurant owners have better peace of mind with their restaurant with their equipment but how we were exactly going to get there was unsure. So it took a lot of brainstorming, uh, working with my dad, talking to customers. And eventually, we decided that we needed an app. We needed to build something to connect the restaurant owners seamlessly with the service providers. But the issue is, is I don't code. And mm -hmm. I don't have the technical skills to do that. I'm a finance major at Cal Poly. And... You know, looking at my brother and saying, well, what do we do next? <laughs> right. Well, we went to the internet and we okay. we searched for web developers, app developers, you know, all in Silicon Valley, SF, LA, and we would pitch our ideas to them and get quotes back. And we were shocked by the results. It was, you know, $200,000 to build this app. It was $500,000 mm -hmm. to build this app, $50,000. You know, these companies were giving us crazy ranges yeah. and we looked at each other like, is this really worth it? Like, do we really want to put ourselves this deep in a hole um, just to start this business? Um, and we decided that it was worth it, but we needed to find it at the right price. Mm -hmm. So my brother and I, we grew up with somebody who had told us that they were a web developer and my brother remembered. So we reached out to him and he ended up uh, coming on board and being our first web developer, he gave us a really great price mm -hmm. and uh, things were going well in the beginning. We started developing screens, ideas, and... Mm -hmm. um, and were you able to manage it from a website yet? Or was this still just kind of all pre... Yeah. Kind of, okay. This is all just, just pre-website. Okay. Um, we decided that it was going to be an app. Okay. Something on the app store. So you were set on the app. Okay. Yeah, we were set on that. And, you know, we were so excited and... You know, we really didn't have much guidance. Mm -hmm. It was just my brother and I and my dad. Uh, at this point, Cal Poly really wasn't involved mm -hmm. um, because it was still over the summer. Right. And then uh, things were going well. Um, you know, a couple months in, we're getting back designs from our developer, and we really like what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. um, and then things start to get coded and whatnot. And, you know, things just aren't getting produced as mm -hmm. fast. And... For my brother and I, you know, when things get pushed back, we're like, oh, that's 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 how software is. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure. Yeah. Like, it sounds complicated. Like, you know, oh, you need a couple more weeks. You need a couple more months. Oh, for sure. Like, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Like, we didn't really understand 
how to work with developers and how to work with that side of the business. So that was naive on our part uh, from not getting advice. And what ended up happening, long story short, is uh, we actually had to uh, cancel the contract with that developer oh, okay. and uh, lost a little bit of money on the deal. Yeah. The relationship wasn't working. Deadlines kept getting pushed back. Mm -hmm. And simultaneously, we were, you know, this is the middle of my third year. Uh, we were applying for IQ, which is the Innovation Quest at Cal Poly. We were applying for the Accelerator Program. And, you know, everybody... You know that had seen repairs and heard about repairs you know they'd seen all the designs they'd seen the mock-ups they'd seen the videos and they thought it was you know a real thing that was working and behind the scenes my brother and I were freaking out mm. because we truly thought we had a product but then everything kind of disappeared on us once right. we had to let that developer go and we almost had to start from square one wow. and Thankfully, we got into the accelerator program. Uh, Lori Jordan was the director last year, and I created a really good relationship with her. And was and that kind of the first time you reached out uh, for, at Cal Poly to get help and stuff? Oh, now that now you mention it, I uh, the first time that I reached out to Cal Poly was Startup Weekend. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, so I'm a finance major, and I wasn't really too involved with the entrepreneurship scene. Like, mm -hmm. wasn't in the entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, club mm -hmm. where they have meetings every week but then my friend told me about this you know startup weekend and I was like okay that sounds interesting let's let's get involved so I go and I pitch my idea to all these students that are at the startup weekend and pretty much what happens is students go up they pitch their ideas and then certain teams are picked right. to be you know core teams over the weekend mm -hmm. that people will develop so my team was one of the teams that got picked okay. so I actually had a team of like seven or eight people that joined me and we just further developed the business plan you know developed a pitch deck mm -hmm. which we then presented at the end of the weekend and things were going good we got a slight buzz just around Cal Poly mm -hmm. got approached by people in the uh, hatchery and said hey you should join the hatchery okay. so the hatchery is the next step that we took where my brother was working from home in the Bay Area managing my dad's restaurants and working and whatnot, I was still in school playing rugby and uh, trying to get this business all situated. Now from Startup Weekend, those team members, did any of them stay on? No, so no, okay. I really, really liked working with them all, yeah. but uh, they had a lot of different ideas for their own businesses. Mm -hmm. And I feel like Startup Weekend was really a learning experience for mm -hmm. everybody there. Um, some teams from Startup Weekend went on and continued together. Some teams kind of split up into their own thing. Right. Um, for me, it was it was kind of always uh, my brother and I. Mm -hmm. Yeah, we, and we I mean, you have that set together. vision that you know other people bring ideas, great, but you kind of still have that one focus. Yeah, absolutely. Mm -hmm. cool. So, uh, pretty much, we're working in the hatchery, mm -hmm. and that's kind of when all this thing went down with our developer, mm -hmm. and kind of had to start from scratch. And we applied to the accelerator at that same time. Uh, the accelerator didn't know that you know our developer had kind of gone under. Mm. Uh, we kind of had to keep that under wraps just because <laughs> we wanted to get into the accelerator right. so bad and we mm -hmm. told ourselves that we would figure it out once we got in. Mm -hmm. So thankfully we got in, uh, which was a huge blessing, given $10,000 and ton of resources at Cal Poly. Mm -hmm. And my brother and I, we got in and we said, okay, what's next? We need a developer. So uh, thankfully, uh, someone who's really been helping us, John York, he's uh, uh, been really involved with our company, uh, advising us and he told me to go talk to Alex Cavanaugh. Uh, Alex Cavanaugh is a web developer in the area. 
uh, very experienced, worked at Motomatic, um, in, invested company uh, in the area. And he said, go talk to Alex. He'll give you some advice on finding a developer. Mm -hmm. He's the best that I know in the area. So I said, okay, well, that's a start. Mm -hmm. So I go to him and we start chatting up. We get along really well. And he's just kind of putting us in the right direction, saying, you know, go to these sites, post ads here, post ads here. I can help you review resumes. I can help you interview developers. Um, I'll make sure that you guys don't get put in a weird situation again. So for me, that was one of the biggest things to have a technical advisor, mm. someone like Alex, because if you're running a software company, you know, you need to know something about software. And for right. me, I just didn't. And <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to learn to code overnight. So mm -hmm. for us, the best option was to find someone who could help us. Mm -hmm. And Alex was that guy. So fast forward, um, we're just developing our business plan over the summer. Accelerator is offering some great resources. We're connecting with a bunch of people. And um, Alex kind of comes up to us and we're, you know, reviewing different resumes and whatnot. And we actually found a really great uh, developer to work on our project and right as we were about to send over the offer letter to be a part of our team um, Alex looked at us and said you know what I'm just gonna develop your MVP for free oh wow and we were just like what like wh what do you mean he's like yeah I'm gonna build out the beginning pieces of your platform for free because I really believe in what you guys are doing and I just don't want you guys to get screwed over again. yeah wow yeah that's awesome yeah so it was it was really cool. Um, I would never expected someone to say that just because development is so expensive. Yeah, you know, right. these developers charge 120 to 200 dollars. I mean, exactly an hour. what you were searching before to find to see what it was going to be. What it cost to develop? Yeah, that's wild. Yeah, and I and almost thought I almost thought it you know too good to be true. Yeah, and that I think it was July. It was July like third when he mm -hmm. told us that, and then July fourth I go out to. LA to see my friends for the for the holiday and that next day I get a text from Alex and he goes I just built your whole entire back end <gasps> so in one day who's this guy again what his name's <laughs> his name's Alex Cavanaugh wow, and he's okay. he's a beast That's awesome. and uh, so he built the whole entire back end in a day and we were just so in shock we're just like who is this guy we need to actually get him on our team yeah. at some point happy holidays <laughs> yeah so he built our mvp over the next uh month and a half mm -hmm. during the accelerator uh we got uh novo online uh lunar red mittencraft slow barbecue um just some more uh smaller restaurants in the mm -hmm. area to test our product and had you been in contact with them before yeah, so we gotten connected through just the hothouse. Yeah. They, there's so many people that slows such a tight knit community. Mm -hmm. And when we say we need people to help test, you know, mm -hmm. restaurants, mm -hmm. they say, "Oh, my friend's a restaurant." <laughs> you know, it's it's really easy to get connected. Mm -hmm. um, so, and especially this when you pull the Cal Poly card, you know, everybody wants to help Cal right. Poly students. You know, Polycast. Yeah, look at this. You look know? at this. I mean, and the network here is just so valuable. Absolutely, and. I don't know. There, it, this place, Slow, is just the perfect area to start a business just because everybody wants to see you succeed. The entrepreneurial community here, um, everyone has so much passion for what they're doing and passion mm -hmm. for what others are doing. Mm -hmm. And it really, it really is truly inspiring. And that's why my brother and I have talked about it a lot. You know, do we want to go to Silicon Valley? Do we want to go to LA? Do we want to move the business here or there? And we truly want to stay here just because of the environment that we've experienced so far. I mean, MindBody's done it. They've right. grown a huge company and stayed in San Luis Obispo. Yeah. Um, 
And is your brother here? Yeah, my brother actually moved down to San Luis Obispo for the summer, and he lived with me in my house, Uh uh, subleasing, and then he ended up moving into Morro Bay uh, at the start of the school year. So he's been down here ever since. He loves it. He surfs. How can you not, right? (laughs) Yeah, no, he he truly is uh, really happy. I mean, for him, of course, it's a close second to Italy. Right. Uh, That's that's our home. That's our place. But um, couldn't be happier Mm -hmm. in Morro. That's awesome. And I'm sure it's easier to run the business by having both of you guys, you know, being able to meet person to person. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we would be talking over the phone, you know, that whole uh, my, th- my whole third year wow. and you know it's we'd FaceTime we do Skype we do mm-hmm. Zoom but there's nothing like being able to sit next to your co-founder and talk mm-hmm. about issues and figure things out on a whiteboard uh, you, you're definitely more productive 100%. Right. that's awesome and the hot house tell me a bit more about that like kind of what the day to day is with that and what you've really gotten out of it yeah so so really it all started with the accelerator um, we would Lord Jordan made it clear that this was going to be full time. You know, you would come into the office at nine and you would leave whenever you finished your work. And for most of the days, <laughs> it was late. Yeah. Because there's something different about owning your own business and working for something that you love. You know, we love the restaurant industry and being able to solve problems for it. That's mm-hmm. what drives my brother and I. Mm-hmm. And we don't want to sleep until it's fixed. Right. And. <laughs> Um, that's most of the case. And over the summer, we'd be in there 24-7. And we brought on a couple people onto our team. Okay. Uh, some of our first hires was Tommy Hara. Uh, shout out to the, my boy Tommy. <laughs> uh, he's uh, one of our head of sales. He's okay. a good friend of mine. And he just he's entrepreneurial spirited and really wanted to get involved. And here he is, you know, a year later, still with us. Um, and then Eliza Ackerman reached out to us via LinkedIn looking for, you know, a part-time gig over the summer. And what do you know, fast forward, she's our lead graphic designer, absolutely killing it. Mm -hmm. Um, she's helped us create all of our interface for our platform. Um, all of the user experience, it's, it's just remarkable what she's been able to do in such a short amount of time. Um, so it was myself, my brother, Tommy and Eliza over the summer okay. and Alex was our uh, developer but he wasn't exactly on our team okay. uh, he just you know said he'd do it for free and help us out mm-hmm. and you know after we had started to get traction and slow restaurants really liked what we were doing yeah. and service providers really liked what we were doing the uh, Alex kind of hinted that he was interested in you know coming on you know okay. to the team mm-hmm. and he kind of didn't want to work where he was uh, anymore and we saw this as an opportunity to bring on a technical co-founder mm-hmm. because over this time we've heard, you know, I've talked to tons of people uh, over the summer just connecting with Cal Poly alumni and they ask, who are your founders? And I say, oh, my brother and I, what are your backgrounds? Uh, business, finance, mm-hmm. entrepreneurship. Mm-hmm. And they're like, and you're a software company? You don't have a technical co-founder? That was always a question that came up. and. It is a question that investors will ask, you know, who are your founders? Because they want to make sure that you have a core team Mm -hmm. um, that knows exactly what they're doing. And realistically, having just a technical advisor isn't enough. You really need someone invested with the passion that you have on the team. So uh, for us, we knew we needed to sacrifice a little equity and bring someone on. Mm -hmm. So we brought Alex onto the team. So it became my brother and I and then Alex. Uh, He quit his job. Uh, came to work with us. We Going on brought, our, brought our desk yeah. together and 
that's kind of how it all started. So at the end of the summer, it was myself, Alex, Eliza, and uh, my brother. Okay. And uh, it was a group of four, and we just tested over the summer, found out a lot of new things about our customers, mm -hmm. uh, found out a lot of cool things about our product, what we didn't think we could do with it, but we actually can. Mm -hmm. um, it was a really amazing experience. Wow. What Cal Poly has done with their entrepreneurship program truly mm -hmm. is, it truly did save our business. Uh, yeah. I don't I don't know where we'd be right now if it wasn't for the accelerator program mm -hmm. and for Alex. Uh, I think that uh, I just, I can't think. Wow, well, that's incredible, enough. man. Yeah. And so what does it look like today? Are businesses using the app at all? And is it in place or still kind of testing and all? Yeah, so over the summer we were going through like an alpha testing. Okay. Uh, just with a couple restaurants and a couple service companies. Mm -hmm. uh, the feedback was great. However, there was still some really crucial things that we needed to add mm -hmm. to the platform in order for it to function properly and do exactly what it needed to do. Uh, so we put a halt on the um, actual use of the software by our customers. Okay. And we went out, some more customer development, um, revised our business plan, and came up with a better solution. So we actually had a slight pivot as well. Mm -hmm. So originally the plan was just to simply be all for restaurants. Okay. We are restaurant people. We are going to save the restaurant industry with mm -hmm. our technology. Um, and we kind of neglected the service providers. We didn't really think that there was a business on that side. Of, mm -hmm. um, however, that's actually where our business lies. Our business lies with the service provider. Okay. Um, yeah, the restaurants need their equipment managed and they need their equipment fixed mm -hmm. and they need the service providers to fix that. Okay. But the service providers also need software to help manage their business. Mm -hmm. And how um, big would you say the service providers kind of audience industry is? Yeah, so there's about 750 service companies in okay. the Central Coast wow. uh, that we've been able to find uh, through the CSLB, it's the Contractor State Licensing Board, okay. and uh, about 175 of them say that they work with restaurants. Okay. So the those 175 service companies are our target customers. And are they like kind of how big are they? Is it sometimes just a few people or? Yeah, it ranges. Uh, in the Central Coast, um, you will find most companies are less than 10 employees. Okay. Wow. And you'll find a couple companies, uh, a couple plumbing companies. Mm -hmm. Uh, air conditioning companies that are a lot bigger, you know, plus okay. 25 technicians. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so we realized that the service companies were, were really, that's the side of the business that we need to focus a lot more, mm -hmm. you know, time into because essentially the service companies have been in the stone age for right. a really long time. Mm -hmm. They are still writing invoices on a piece of paper. They are still filing all their papers and filing cabinets. You find them in the yellow pages. I yeah, know. I mean, uh, nothing, a lot of these companies haven't really streamlined their business with technology. Mm -hmm. And I think, I mean, you've seen over you know the past 20 years, technology's really helped innovate and streamline businesses. Right. I mean, that's what technology does. Mm -hmm. um, helps make life easier for a lot of people and saves time and creates better efficiency. Um, and for the service companies, that really hasn't been the case. Um, there's a lot of software out there for them, but mm -hmm. it's very, it's very it's like a one size fits all. It's okay. not really focused. Mm -hmm. It's more trying to, you know, solve everyone's problem. Right. And you're supposed to find 
the couple solutions within that are going to help you. Mm -hmm. uh, and what we really set out to do was make a software that was specialized for them, okay. that was focused and customized mm -hmm. so that there wouldn't just be a million features and mm -hmm. you're only going to use two or three. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes less is more. Yeah. Um, and that's what we found out through our customer development with them. And now what the business essentially is, restaurant equipment management. What mm -hmm. we do is we help restaurants manage their equipment and then we help service providers help manage their business and manage their work orders. Okay. And then we connect the two through our platform. Awesome. And what does that kind of platform look like as for both sides mm -hmm. of the business? So it, it started as an app okay. um, with our old developer. But when we brought on Alex, uh, his strong recommendation that we actually transfer to a web app okay. because when you're working with uh, software especially mobile apps mm -hmm. uh, you have to build out an app for Android you have to build out an app for iOS you know iPad and then it just gets gets hectic yeah and a web platform you can essentially develop one piece of software one line of code for it mm -hmm. and you have it you know available on the phone you have it available on you just go to repairs.com and mm -hmm. it's there. You don't need to download anything. And uh, it's a lot easier as an MVP mm -hmm. as starting for mm -hmm. us, you know, sooner in the next, you know, couple years, we'll probably transfer into a mobile app at some point. Mm -hmm. uh, but for us right now, it's not necessary for our customers to have mm -hmm. uh, a mobile app. And is it still focused on kind of that restaurant where, you know, Thursday night, something breaks down, they need it fixed like that? Um, kind of how, how do you focus on that? So. Yeah, so we originally started with the on-demand, you know, oh my gosh, it's Friday night, we need mm -hmm. to fix right now, let's do it, into more of a equipment management. Okay. Restaurant owners don't have a system in place where they manage their assets. Mm -hmm. um, these pieces of equipment are thousands of dollars, you know, mm -hmm. these walk-in fridges, you know, $25,000, you know, these... Things are crazy expensive, and if you're not maintaining them properly, mm -hmm. if you're not getting them fixed by the right people, then you're essentially just wasting your money. Mm -hmm. And for restaurants, they're so worried about their bottom line, they're making pennies on a dollar. That's mm -hmm. just how it is in the restaurant industry. It's a really hard industry to be in. We're trying to save them as much money as possible. And mm -hmm. restaurant owners, they don't think about preventative maintenance right away. When they open up their restaurant, they say, okay, what do I need today to open up my restaurant? Mm -hmm. Well, I need lights, I need you know, tables, I need food, I need equipment, and that'll bring in the customers. Mm -hmm. But they don't think, oh, I need to have a preventative maintenance program in place mm -hmm. just in case my equipment breaks down. Which that's not does. really the first, exactly, and that's not the first thing that comes to their mind, uh, at least from the conversations we've had with restaurant owners. And we want, them to be more focused on that because we don't want the restaurant shut down. I mean, I remember over the summer I'd walk around and, you know, close for maintenance, mm -hmm. you know, close for maintenance, mm -hmm. you know, close for maintenance, just everywhere. And I'm like, wow, $10,000 lost, $10,000 lost. Mm -hmm. And restaurants, of course, care about their equipment. They try to maintain it, but there's so many other things that they have to worry about. You know, they're worrying about their customers, they're worrying about their employees there's just not enough time in the day for these restaurant owners to manage every single piece of their business. Mm -hmm. And that's why we're trying to make it easier for them and uh, kind of all in one place with the equipment management. Wow, that's wonderful. And speaking on the topic of management, how do you manage still finishing up uh, your degree at Cal Poly and 
being a business owner? Yeah, a lot of people <laughs> ask me this question, and honestly, I don't know. Yeah. Um, I, I get, you know, eight hours of sleep mm-hmm. and drink a lot of coffee. <laughs> um, I, I'm the type of person that needs to be busy. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know, when I'm not doing something, I feel like I'm wasting time. Right. And I don't like taking naps. Yep. I just feel like that's wasting time. I'll mm-hmm. sleep at night yep. and I'll work in the day. Um, I also play rugby for Cal Poly, okay. so it's good to get some stress out. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so for school, you know, when it comes to school, you know, I've really loved my education here. Yeah. I, it's really been a great experience. But, I mean, my senior year has been pretty much going to class and writing emails. Mm-hmm. Um, that's most of the case for a lot of us, uh, you know, entrepreneurs are still in school. I've talked to my friend, Cindy Collins. She mm-hmm. was on one of your shows. Mm-hmm. And... We, we go to class as much as we can, but yeah. right now for us, the most important thing is keeping the business afloat, right. uh, making sure our customers are happy, mm-hmm. and um, that's kind of the plan right now. Wow. Well, that's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate it. This was great hearing like kind of the full story of this, and I mean, I wish you the best of luck in the future. Any kind of future things coming out that you want to talk about? Yeah, yeah, sure. So... Uh, we are in beta right now. Okay. We're doing a lot more testing and a lot more product development. Uh, we have a pretty big team now. We have about uh, uh, three full-time, uh, three part-time, and then six interns. Oh, so, wow. yeah, it's a pretty big team. And uh, we've been leveraging Cal Poly and mm-hmm. senior projects and whatnot. So we have a lot of great design students working with us, uh, sales and marketing. Uh, it's been a true blessing. That's why I just love being near Cal Poly is because right. not only you have, have this amazing environment, beautiful place, but you also get the Cal Poly students to help you out. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these students just want experience. And what better than working for a student startup? Um, so actually right now what we're doing is while our software is on hold, mm-hmm. uh, we're actually connecting restaurants manually with service providers. Uh, okay. Yeah. So what happens is whenever restaurants need something fixed, they go to our website and they submit a work order and then we will manually go ahead and call service uh, providers okay. to get them, uh, connected. Uh, you know, we don't really see, um, the software is end goal for us, mm-hmm. you know, to make things seamless and more efficient. But we can solve their problems mm-hmm. uh, by doing it manually. Right. And just because we're putting, just because we're waiting on our software, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that our customers should wait. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's still stuff that we can do to keep their business afloat and help them out and give them referrals. Mm-hmm. So that's what we're doing right now. We have a sales team on call seven days a week, wow. answering calls from restaurants and uh, connecting them with service providers. So if you know any restaurants that need uh, their equipment fixed or can't find a service provider in the area, just tell them to go to repairs.com and they can uh, submit a work order and we'll connect them. Awesome. Well, hey, thank you so much. This has been great. Really appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you so much for listening. It was great talking with David and hearing that incredible startup story. I wish him the best of luck. Be sure to listen to all the other episodes, which you can find on my website, davidkozik.com or any of the podcast platforms. So Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. We've got a lot of episodes coming out, so stay tuned for more here on Polycast. Mm-hmm.